And we're live. Yes, episode four. We're back at it. It's me, Pouvoir a.k.a. also known as Pepperito Pepper in the house. My boy, Bo, Brad in the building. Say hello. Say hello for us, Brad. What up? What's going on, everybody? What up, what up, what up? Back to you another week again, talking sports and life and getting right into it, man. We got a lot of feedback last week going live, so we decided to go live again. Let me just set this off right quick. Clicks. Check your connection. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let me see my boy's. Look at my boy's beard in there, you know? Yeah, that's it, man. He said he, said he had this kind of beard when he was uh, 11 years old. It made Love. me feel shameful about myself. <laughs> took me a, 11 or 12. A 11 or 12. years to grow this fucking shit in my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was impressed to see, you know, how optimistic and the feedback was for last week. Yeah. I was actually, I was nervous about it, but you know what? It, it seems like it turned out. Like Yo, it went the right nice, way. Man. It turned out lovely, man. Like I said, I got a lot of people coming to me asking me to either A, be on the show, yeah. or keep it up and do another live broadcast. So I was forced to come back and do it again. <laughs> hey, man, I think we should do both. Hey, I think we should do one. both. I like it. I like it too, man. Uh, I want to I wanna get some people on here and, and kind of see what uh, what happens and what pans out, man. Get some yeah. interesting people on here. Because we talked about it before. We said we didn't want the regular 9 to 5 fucking people here. But, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean they're not interesting. doesn't mean they're not sure, doing sure. something. Man, you know what I mean? If you want to go that route, I, I hit it. Hey, man, I'm, I'm down to do whatever. Okay. You know? So, uh, let's get right into it, man. Let's like, do it. I guess we have to talk a top story last week, the Cam Newton uh, sexist comment, which was kind of light work, but at the same token, I think he knew what he meant. Yeah. Um, for those who aren't in the know, Cam Newton is the quarterback for Carolina Panthers, uh, NFL team in the NFC South. Um, a female reporter talked to him was asking a question about his receiver running routes and if that gave him any kind of pleasure to see his receiver uh, truck truck stepping and getting fighting for position basically and he kind of played her off as like oh I'm not used to women coming at me with a question like that it's, it's very cute like he, he thought it was a cute thing and he's also been criticized for calling female reporters sweetheart and whatnot. Yeah, but I, is that a bad thing, though? I, I don't understand. It's not professional because you wouldn't call the men, you know, babe or sweetheart. But I don't even want to. I didn't want to. But it's not. It's not a male reference. It doesn't. I if if, if a reporter looks at him and asks him something, he goes, "Hey, sexy." Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, she's a beat reporter for your team. You've met her before, so obviously yeah. she knows what she's talking about. She's not there to be be toyed with. It's, it's you're not going to sit there and just like. Patronizer, you know what I mean? No, I guess she's doing her work. Yes. I do. I understand it, but I just don't necessarily think that's something that needs to be. You need yeah. to. You need to highlight it. I, I think because he, he's kind of displayed a, a couple other cases of buffoonery. Yeah. Why people s- turn such a, a light on this particular yeah. instance? I'm not even gonna come at it from a sexist angle. Sexist angle today. The angle I wanted to come across is not on his half or on her behalf because apparently they went and dug deep. Mm-hmm. Into tweets that she had made five years ago, yeah, referring to black people as an N word and laughing. Oh, really? Hey, eh? yeah, with, laughing about her dad being super racist, which is neither here or there. You know, like I think it's funny how when somebody's in the wrong, I don't know which party it was that actually went into looking into it to see what was in her past so they yeah. could use it because it's obviously was a it was kind of defense mechanism. But I don't want to like I said it's neither here or there. My thing is this. All these talking heads that come and talk about this particular subject, right? Yeah. Their whole angle is that he should know better. We're at a different time. And they're actually stepping on eggshells, too. And you can see in the way they're talking that, like, sure, like, they're very careful what they say because they don't want to 
show their biases as well, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but my thing is this. How are we going to act like sports is not sexist? Like, sure, his comment was, was completely... It was completely in the wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, there's no female NHL coaches. There's no female F- NFL coaches. There's no female NBA coaches. Uh, actually, that's wrong, though, eh? The uh, assistant coaches not count. No, but still, though, that's, count, that's still breaking barriers, though, because Becky Hammond is... Bro, we're in 2017. There's been females forever, bro. This is not like color beer, color lines where the females had to drink from... No, I agree with from. that 100%. But if you're talking coaches in a professional environment, yeah. technically that's one, uh, right? Can't and, look at that, man. Because you know what? The same the same thing went for the referees back in the NBA when there was countless uh, problems with female referees getting uh, belittled by NBA players. There is no female coach, head coach... In any of the major sports, I agree. none of them. So assistant coach is all well and good. That means nothing. It was the same thing. Like there is this kind of the reason why I don't agree with affirmative action because listen, like it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, sh- you shouldn't have if you're if you're qualified and you're this color, you're qualified, you're this color. It shouldn't be like like how it is. People tell me to be a firefighter all the time. They're like, oh, you can get in because you're black. It shouldn't be this situation like that. It should be like you're qualified for the job and you get the job because you know what it count it it, it brings about. Um, this kind of disdain mm-hmm. between people who are, are qualified and they're like, well, how come I'm a Caucasian man and I can't get the same privileges as this person? Yeah. And I understand the reasoning behind it because there's a time when you couldn't get a job based on the color of your skin. Yeah. So they're trying to kind of level the playing field and kind of backtrack, kind of it's kind of a reparations type of thing, which I don't even like. I don't subscribe to affirmative action at all. I, I just, I personally think everything should just be everything and it should be the way it is. But I live in a land of lollipops and rainbows, right? So yeah. for me, I understand the reason for it. My thing is this. Right now, I mean, the men went to war in World War II. <laughs> the women were the ones manning the factories, right? Mm-hmm. The women were the ones that were keeping home safe mm-hmm. while men were out there, right? Yeah. Why? That was the last war, was the last major war. World war I guess World War II would be the last humongous war, right? Yeah. That was, what, 40, 49 or 38, if my history is right, 38 to 45, I believe. Okay, so now it's 2017. I hope your math's good because <laughs> it's 2017, <laughs> and we keep we're talking about female journalists and female coaches. Like, there's not one in the league, and so obviously there's biases at the head the head level, right? Mm-hmm. The ownership level there's biases as well, yeah, because they're not hiring female coaches, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's coaches, female coaches that are, are perfectly capable of controlling a team. One hundred percent. Are, are are men going to be receptive to that? And his comments only highlight that particular inst- that particular um, uh, topic. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at something that's that, that's it's broader than just Cam Newton. No, there are no female coaches other than the WNBA, which is a women's league, are actually coaching. But or, that that's why I brought up the female assistant coach in San Antonio. And the only reason I brought that up is because. I feel like Greg Popovich was the one who made that initial step. Yeah. He said, okay, you know what? I'm going to bring a female assistant in. She was a great pro athlete. She's an intelligent NBA mind. So if I can get one foot in the door, so to speak, and then she works her way up, then now I'm going to be able to break that barrier because she's proven herself. And I feel like that's the stepping stone that's going to eventually happen. Now, is every owner of every major sports team in every major league going to follow that formula? Probably not. Because I do agree there... It's not necessarily up to, you know, the front office. It's up to the owner and, and everybody else. And I do agree that there's, you know, not, there's no equality there. Like, I feel like women could run a team in any league yeah. equally as well as a great Popovich or a Steve Kerr. And there's not that opportunity. But 
it's going to take more than just Greg Popovich bringing a female in as an assistant. It's going to take, you know, a major change, much like anything, you know, that we've talked about, um, you know, in the last couple of weeks. It's going to take somebody bigger than one person yeah. to, to make, that, make that change. And I, I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen anytime soon. I wish it would. I wish it would have happened years ago. It shouldn't be 2017 and we're talking about shit like this. And I had this conversation earlier with a with a buddy of mine. Um, and I just, I don't really understand it. It never really makes any sense to me that, that this is an issue. I can't understand it for my life. Why we have to deal with this or yeah. even have this conversation, whether it's, you know, lack of racial equality, lack of fucking, you know, for females. Yeah, exactly. Opportunities for for women in any form of work. I don't understand it, man. Some of them are the brightest minds that you'll ever come across, and it just gets overlooked because of their their sex. Yeah, and it's 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 stupid to me. I I, I don't understand it, man. Listen, this morning, okay. This yeah. is how, this is how, this is how the thought process goes for most people. I believe, like I don't I don't obviously talk to everybody in the world. Yeah. But me and my boy are sitting there watching NFL pre-show. Yeah. And every place they go to that lights live on live in the destination wherever they're playing yeah it's a female reporter and he's like whoa like how come there's so many really good looking hot women and i'm like you haven't been noticing that there's been a lot more women broadcasters out there mm -hmm. that was a huge stepping stone as well if you watch the movie anchorman that's basing a little bit of truth man like you know what i've back. never fucking watched that movie oh my god this guy he's not putting any popular culture dude <laughs> yo anchorman um you know what? I, I, I'm not sold on Will Ferrell. That's why. Well, that's so you, that man. that's part of the reason why I don't watch it. You can't, if you if you watch Step Brothers, didn't watch, watch it. Old school, didn't watch it. I'm saying you oh. watch Old School, watch Step Brothers, watch Anchorman. Um, shit, I know I'm missing some, but you watch Oh Zoolander. You watch those four, and you're not sold on, on uh, Will Ferrell. I don't know what's gonna sell you. This dude is funny. He's I like, don't know. I saw the most recent movie with Mark Wahlberg. I thought that was pretty funny. And I saw yeah, the one with Kevin pretty Hart. Funny. That's pretty funny. What was that? Get I, Hart? Get Hart. I, can't, I couldn't watch it. I don't know. I, no, I'm not. It, I'm, it was a bad movie. Yeah. It, I, no, no, like, no doubt it was a bad movie. All Kevin Hart's movies bad. <laughs> Soul Plane was, was unbearable. Yeah, but you know what the funniest part about Soul Plane was? You remember the scene in the um, in the movie, uh, the blind guy? What's his name? He's real life blind? Stevie Wonder? It, no, it's not Stevie Wonder. Ray Charles. Might have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Stevie, what? That's Stevie Wonder, man. No, it wasn't Stevie Wonder, man, who played that role. Uh, I don't know who it was, but I know Elton it definitely see, wasn't right? Stevie Wonder. I know who Stevie Wonder is. It's like all these piano players can't see. Elton John can see, right? I'm, I'm yeah, no, no, okay, he's cool. not. He's not visually impaired. Okay. But, um, I like how you did that. But yeah, no, in that one scene in the movie, he's literally in the plane, and he smells a girl's perfume, and he's like, and he looks up, he's like, what's that? Bougeroni, and he's just like he, the way he said it was so funny to me, man. Like we that call, whole scene. Yeah, he was. I guess it was just like one of those ghetto perfumes, and it was just. <laughs> but you have to see the scene. Like nobody can act this this shit out the way, and that was the only funny part in that movie. Yeah, I thought they tried to play it really stupidly. Like you're gonna kind of no, not even that. Like that obviously that's 100 unrealistic. But they tried to play it all like it was gonna be this love story, and he was gonna go on and do all these great things and it looked like it was gonna be a legit movie yeah and it just turned into like this outrageous comedy that literally from the time he he realized that you know his dad his girl's dad didn't like him on the porch yeah. it just went to this ghetto movie <laughs> and like you know hydraulics on the plane and like they got like lower class and upper class you stand in there like on the ttc bus yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like it was it was funny for what it was but it's definitely not a movie that he should be super Still, proud of yeah I don't know, man. And I'm sure that he's not, but... But, yeah, I digress. Will Ferrell is the shit. 
to get back to the point, Anchorman was about, you know, they laughed about having, I can't remember her name for life, so I'm just going to call her her name that I know her most by, Kelly Bundy. Kelly Bundy was becoming an anchorman, and she was... She, oh, her, fuck, Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. There you go. Her, I, only, I only remember her from Friends. Her, her Friends? What the fuck? You, you watch Friends, but you don't watch football film movies, and you don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Anyways, next topic. <laughs> She's vying for a position, His or they're sharing equal time, and he's used to being the big dog. Yeah. So the whole thing was kind of like him trying to... He's really attracted to her, but he also... He was trying to like show his bravado by getting his position back. It's yeah. hilarious, man. What... I feel that's how it was because even growing up I can't remember seeing one female ever on any sports broadcast until within the last 10 years I'll tell you one thing though I follow um, on social media I, follow, I can't say I can't pronounce her last name but her first name's Cassidy yeah uh, for ESPN yeah and to me best female broadcaster on television uh, she does. She covers a lot of the NBA, yeah. and I just think she's awesome, man, for what she does. Yeah. And I think like her personality, her knowledge of the like every particular sport from college football to college basketball to covering the NBA. I just think she's fantastic. Yeah. And I think if it, you know if if it was kind of split fairly, and you had good solid NBA male minds and good solid female NBA minds, that it wouldn't be an issue. But I think from what I've seen, man, there's a lot of like Doris Burke, great female analyst. For the NBA. Yeah. And I feel like even she could be a fucking coach in the NBA. Yeah. She's way too, like, like she's like the female Greg Popovich. And you know what? And, go, and like. Going off the Greg Popovich being forward thinking, I expect that from Pop. Pop is just an intellectual dude, man. Pop will do what everyone else is not going to do. Yeah. Because he doesn't give a fuck what you think. No, I agree, man. He doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what you say. He's going to do what he feels is right. You can do whatever you can say or do whatever you hear me. Him resting his players, he was the first one that started that trend. Yeah, you resting know what? Players. And you know, I thought the NBA set a bad example with that by finding him. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously it's a televised game against the Miami Heat. Yeah. But the 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 funniest part about that was even though Pop knew he was going to get fined, he knew he was, you know, his players probably could have gone out there and played. Would they have gotten hurt? Who knows? Who knows what the outcome would have been? But the Spurs still only lost by six points. Yeah. Or something something like that. It was it was a close game. Yeah. And that just goes to show you the foundation that he's built within that franchise. Is like, you don't need my stars to play. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who's watching. They're not doing well. They need the rest. These guys can come in and fill that void. And they're going to do a great job doing it. And he set the bar. And he's done that for years. Yeah. He set the bar in so many different aspects of the sport. And if the NBA just had people who had you know, his brilliance and his, his just I don't give a fuck attitude, yeah. it would be a different environment for so many different reasons. And I think if more people just come to the forefront and just behave like that, yeah, it's going to be a better, a better overall. I think so too, man. He's, outlook or you know, it's going to be a better picture than what you currently see now in, a, in sports in general. As a coach, I don't think anyone should have a say on what what a guy can do with his team. He's the coach. He's hired for that task. So if he wants to rest players, he rests players. Same way, if he wants to make a substitution, he makes a substitution. You can't tell this man like he knows his players. He sees them practice. Yeah. He sees them train. He he sees the way they go about their daily lives. Like Phil Jackson before he became crazy was the Zen master. You know he got these guys reading and doing yoga. Like that was his practice. But you got to remember, you're talking about that, and then you're saying, okay, this is you know on every major televised network, it's going to draw ratings, which draws money, which is the business essentially that the NBA is in. They're in the business of making. Why do you think they went with printing logos on the jersey? Yeah. Because that's more money. You know, every team now, I think I heard uh, somebody say it, 
every NBA team currently now is valued at a billion dollars. A billion fucking dollars. Yeah. Because of all this extra money that's coming in through whatever the deals are that they're negotiating. When, go back five to seven years even, teams were maybe, you know, 350,000 or 350 million, sorry. You know, 500 million, depending if you were a big market and you, you know, that was the team you were on. Now you're talking about a billion dollars potentially for every fucking team from big market to small market from all these little things that they're doing, right? Yeah. So I can understand the NBA's perspective and saying, okay, now you're hurting that. You're hurting that money coming to the NBA and everybody benefits from that money. It's not just, it's not just you know, Miami. It's not just the NBA family. Everybody gets a piece of that pie, essentially. Who gets that money? I don't fucking know. But it can hurt the sport if that was to happen way too often. Because, you know... I've talked about it on my own show and I said, you know, the way I look at it is like, I'm not going to pay to go watch a game, you know, $300 to sit in the front row, 400 bucks, whatever it is. And then I go there expecting to see Kawhi Leonard. And then I find out when the game starts, Kawhi's on the bench because he's injured. But is he injured to the point where he can't play or is he just injured to rest him for the season? Because as a fan, that's some shit, man. no, because as a fan, I understand that I want to see him. Yeah. So that's my selfishness. But as, you know, as a mature adult, I understand the sport and I understand how it goes. And it's, you know, it's going to better them as a team in the long run. Yeah. So I get both sides of it. But you're always going to be on both sides of the fence with that. Because you're going to tell me as a fan, if you go to watch a live sporting event, there's not individuals you want to see. Oh, and you're not going to be disappointed if you don't for, see them. It's absolutely happened for me. Yeah. I'm going to see a football match of Montreal Impact to watch my, my hero, Didier Drogba, play. Yeah. And he wasn't playing. But what am I going to say? No, you, you know, can't if, say anything. If... if Cool. These these brands are now worth a billion dollars. Cool. If the coaches decide to strike and the players decide to strike because there's no rest for the players because you're scheduling all the games back to backs, you're putting way too many games together in a in a clusterfuck and 82 games in a season, which doesn't necessarily need to happen. Make it shorter, make the playoffs longer, do something better. Yeah. Make it so it, it makes more sense. They don't do that because they want financial, they want fiscal money, they want to make sure they they hit their ledger for the year, whatever, whatever their their goal is for that year. But without the players, without the coaches, there is no product. This is kind of the same thing I have a problem with the NCAA. It's like you don't play any, pay any these players. What's the percentage of the players that get to go to the NFL or the NBA? Like maybe maybe 5%, maybe. I'm being generous. Yeah, and the rest of them, we have what? Free education? They're putting their bodies in the line. Some of them could be but marred and injured forever. But that's free education with like extreme... Uh, Benefits. No. Um, restrictions. Yeah. Like you can't party past a certain hour or, yeah. you, you know, you have, sorry, you have a curfew. And there's a lot of things that come with it. And I'm a big believer that they should pay college players. Absolutely. Because they're like, making the money off their likeness in video games. Yeah. They're making, they have their own shoe deals. Uh, the coaches get paid an astronomical amount of money. You're talking millions of dollars yes. a year. And they're basically indentured slaves. Like it's, it's weird. Like you're making money off these kids. You're giving them nothing in return. They get injured. They're fucked. Yeah. You know, their, their livelihood is fucked. They've, they've worked their whole life to this point. Yep. In hopes of making it big and making it better for a better living for themselves and their families, right? Of course. And you're not you're not paying them and getting paid off of them is ridiculous. The amount of betting that goes on, oh, uh, yeah. it's ridiculous. The amount of money they generate and they still don't pay these players, right? So my thing is this: if the players band together and say, you know what, let let someone die on the field and watch what happens, because mm -hmm. it's going to be a whole different a whole different controversy about we're going to start talking about different things again. Yeah. Because. Right now, if the players were going to strike and the coaches were, they're not going to go on strike in NCAA because they're getting paid, right? Yeah. But if there's no players, there's no league. So your your money, your money is now null and void. If you if you look at NBA, if they don't play, and they they have it within their rights, they're making money. 
Mm-hmm. They have enough. In most cases, an entry level contract. If if you're smart enough to use to use your money wisely, this is usually the problem. Though. Entry level people don't want it to to go on strike because they're not make. They need this money, right? Yeah. But if everyone is to uniform unilaterally, unilaterally, unilaterally <laughs> decide that they want to all strike and and speak out because they're not getting what they want, then they don't make any money anyways, right? Yeah. So this is the problem they have with LeBron. And like Chris Paul and these guys who want to make their own decisions and join these teams, that's why I don't really care about super teams. I don't. I think all the power to you, because as a Lakers fan, I saw a Gary Payton, I saw Carl Malone join a team that was already stacked, mm-hmm. and to show that there is period in the league, they still went to the finals, and got dusted by the Detroit Pistons team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a super team or not. The cream will always rise to the top depending on the system and coaching and a number of variables, right? But you can't. You can't say that. You can control what these guys do. Whether LeBron wants to make a decision and put it a whole thing on a TV when he sits down with Bob Costas and the whole thing, mm-hmm. that's his. That's his right. He, he's the owner of his brand because you know what? As soon as he does something like Jaywalk or something like John Jones, he <laughs> hit and run. They pull all their sponsors. Oh yeah. Tiger Woods is on prescription drugs and he gets gets pulled over. You want to pull all of his sponsors, take his money. You want to go and grab out this man's pockets for what? Because. He hurt the shield. He hurt the brand. But, yo, the brand of golf was nothing before Tiger came. No, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. He made golf what it is now, and golf is kind of suffering. Well, I think there's a lot of, you know, individuals. I I don't think it's fair to take away from the quality of golf, you know, golfers that's out there. But I think if you're talking about major brands pursuing the golfing athletes, Mm -hmm. then I think, yeah, Tiger was a big, big piece of that. Um, But, yeah, I don't like that either, man. Like, you know, something happens, they pull it. Right, yeah. and I think that's unrealistic because they don't hurt the brand; they hurt their own name. Yes. They hurt their image. Does that hurt uh, your stock value or Probably. anything like that? Probably. Yeah. But you're going to recover. Absolutely. People but, are not going to stop purchasing Nike products because John Jones hit a woman on the side of the road. Absolutely not. It's not going to fucking it's, happen. It's, going. it's going to keep going as long as you guys are producing product like they do. Your, your stock's going to rise again. Yeah. Right. So to pull the sponsorship, but I think it's even worse that when they pull the sponsorship and then these guys get out of the, the mess that they're in, they come knocking right back on your door. Yeah. And that's when a lot of the athletes, because like you said, a lot of them are hurting for money mm-hmm. or they're not managing their money. Well, then they, oh, they take that sponsorship back. What they need to do as athletes is just take a stand and be like, you know what? Fuck. You don't want to be there when, you know, hardship hit. Fuck you. Get off my fucking doorstep yeah. and find somebody else. Because, yeah, exactly. Because somebody will come knocking at that door if you're that valuable to the sport and they want to build their brand off of you. Mm -hmm. Somebody will come to you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's why I think Kevin Durant gets a lot of flack too because of the way he treated Under Armour when Nike came knocking. Yeah. And then, you know what? Steph's like, I'm going to go with Under Armour. Kevin Durant's kind of a dance clown boy. Yeah, I hear that. I I get your point though. No, but it's the whole thing, right? Like, so he was in a different situation. He wasn't involved in anything that that was going to tarnish his name. He just said, you know what? Under Armour offered me this. Nike was coming to the table with more. Yeah. But how do you know that over time, Under Armour wasn't going to, you know, provide you with more money, but they need to see that you're able to sell their product. Mm-hmm. So there's got to be a 50-50 split there. You, they have to go halfway and then you have to prove prove <laughs> <laughs> to them that you're going to be uh, enough of an asset to them for them to offer you more money. Mm-hmm. You can't give somebody, so I'm going to give you $200 million or a billion dollars right off the hop. And the next, thing you know, the shoe sales for that particular shoe they came out with. Don't even fucking sell. Yeah. Now, granted, is that Durant's fault? Maybe not. Does he play like shit? Who knows? Maybe the shoe's just horribly shoes. designed. Yo, White Yardy was just talking about that. You watch the White Yardy? No. White Yardy says he's a... I think he's from the UK, but he went to Jamaica. He speaks fluent, fluent Patois. 
white dude, kind of oh, over really? it, okay. but he, he cuts jokes all the time. Follow him on Instagram. That dude is sick. Very, very funny dude. Yeah. But he's talking about the way these ugly ass shoes are coming out nowadays, man. And, <laughs> and I have to agree with them. Some shoes are fucking nasty, man. What I can't get is the price point. Price point's messed up too. Price point. Like they're not even cheap. everyday shoes. Yeah. I can't I can't jog and then go to work in those. Mm-hmm. And they're fucking awful, man. The only shoes uh first off, I'll tell you, the Kevin Durant that came out. I didn't like those with the big ass KD on the side. Yeah. You couldn't have put talking. that in like a smaller font. Everybody knows that's fucking your shoe. Why does it have to be so big and blowing up? Like right on the back of the side of the shoe, KD. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was so I didn't like that, man. Probably I would say Steph shoes. I like the look of Steph shoes. Yeah. Um, but I've always been a fan of Kobe. Yeah. Except when he came up with them fucking space boots back in like two thousand seven. The purple yellow ones. With Adidas. Yeah, purple, yeah Holy purple fuck, those were ugly, man. Those were so fucking ugly. Only when he went with Nike, yeah, they got a little better. Like his shoes got a little better. He was, they were a little more simplified. Yeah, but when he was with Adidas, I don't. They were thinking way too far outside the box. <laughs> that that was that was awful, man. I didn't like any of those shoes he came out with. Can we talk about Kenya Martin looking mad dusty, waking up in the morning talking some shit to Jeremy Lin about his his absolutely. His, Let's his do it. Locks? Let's do it, man. Bro, he got ethered, man. He got fucking ethered by Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin threw some, what does Charlemagne call it? He calls it sophisticated shade. Yeah, that's it, man. He's saying, like, every, like, everything's appropriation of somebody's culture now. It's ridiculous. I am my, on my back. I have a tattoo. Spans the whole top of my back. Yeah. Big up to my girl, Kelly. Um, and it's Italian. <clears throat> Italian writing says, Vinny Vivici. I came, I saw, I conquered. Yeah. For my favorite Ja Rule album. That's right. Ja Rule. <laughs> Baby. And then I have a, a samurai on my back because I love... I love Japanese culture. I, yeah. I, I read the, I, the Hagakura quite frequently, the Book of the Samurai. Yeah. Really, really good book for just day-to-day living, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Is it appropriation of Japanese culture and Italian culture that I have these things in my back? Or is it appreciation? Like, no one's going to tell me I can't get a tattoo of what I want to get a tattoo of. Absolutely Here's, not. So Who how are you going to tell you? this man how he's going to do his hair? And then you have Chinese writing on your, on your tattoo on your, your body. Exactly. And he just like, he handled it so like... You don't watch you don't watch MTV The Challenge, but my boy, I, one of the, the guys I love on this show, his name is Leroy, and there's this girl named Camilla. Yeah, she, she drinks too much, and they call her the Camilla Nader. <laughs> she goes off the fucking rails, dude. Oh, like the rapper. She's, throw, she's throwing shit like, I will oh. fucking kill you. I'll go crazy. <laughs> like she's, she's Brazilian, and she just full accent out. Yeah. She started throwing some racial slurs at this dude, and he's the most. He's his temperament's a lot like you. He's very like mild mannered, chill. Yeah. He does his business quietly, chills with his boys, cuts jokes, whatever the case, right? Yeah. And she went off on him. And like, she was going full racial on him, man. And everyone's just, they're just flabbergasted. Like, but for him, like, like for me, if someone was to come, like, what did that Chris Rock joke say? Like, if I was on Regis and Kathy Lee and Regis called me the N-word, I'd be like, yep, I should have expected that. It's just par for the course, right? Yeah. So he just, like... Whatever you know, he's, he's like you're gonna you're gonna regret this in the morning. You're gonna regret this in the morning. Yeah. Morning comes, she doesn't want to talk about it. So they're they're at the little tribunal meeting, and he's like, just before you make your picks, I just want to see if you can talk about what happened yesterday and explain yourself. Yeah. Man, this guy belittled her on an intellectual level that made me so proud of this dude because he didn't go off the wires and be like an angry quote unquote black man. He was just like a regular dude. Like, yeah. listen, man, what you did was inappropriate, and I appreciate it. There's no reason for you to call me that. And I wasn't provoking you. We weren't even speaking about you. You weren't even in the room. You heard from outside. Some piece of information came in and started running your mouth. I feel like this, it's the same thing, man. These, these guys just, like, say whatever the fuck they want. And, like, 
they don't really have all the facts. They can't. They're, they're in a position where they can say whatever they want because, listen, man, that's that man's body. You can do what he wants. If it's not something that's hurting somebody else, if you're, if his dreadlocks are hurting you emotionally, I think you need a therapist first of all. But I, I, maybe you can make a comment then. Mm-hmm. But he's, it's not like he's rocking a swastika or any kind of ritual that's that's going to make you feel like some type of way that he's hurting you as a person. Things that you have no no uh, you have no uh, you have no choice mm-hmm. of it. Like I don't I have no choice. This is the color I am. You know what I mean? He, he's not attacking you at a, at, a, at a bare bones level like that. But here's the thing. First off, Kenyon Martin's just an angry dude. That that in itself just tells you enough. It looks like Joe Budden, eh? Joe Budden is angry too. No, but Joe, you know what though? I've listened to Joe Budden's podcast. It's gotten better. Like he's actually more chill. I, you know what though? He's a smart guy though. He's a smart guy. But he's a smart guy. But continue your point. We'll hit Joe up after. Yeah. My, so my so Kenyon Martin's always been a problem individual, right? But the mere fact that he attacked Jeremy Lin just seemed like an easy target. First off, Jeremy Lin's always been out there. Mm-hmm whether it's through expression of his hair or anything of that nature. And anybody who knows that, like you're, I think Kenya Martin's kind of treating it like it's a race thing. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't have the right to have dreads. That don't make no fucking sense. Right. That's the stupidest thing. And then Jeremy counter with, well, you got a tattoo in Chinese print on your, on your side, which is fair. But I think Kenyon Martin just needs to kind of go back, fall back into the, in, you know, into the darkness and just, you know, my career's over. I'm going to leave this situation alone because I don't think Jeremy Lin essentially was trying to fit in with the, the black culture, so to speak. I just think that's the way that he is. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, you know, this this whole idea that you're going to attack somebody. Why, first off, you know, Jeremy Lin's a very educated individual. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't going to respond with, you know, any type of hate or any, you know, social Angry. beef. Because that's not how he is. Yeah. His demeanor or what we see in, in you know, through basketball yeah, and well, media, see, yeah. he's very humble. He's very respectful. Like, this is a guy who came from nothing, so to speak, had to fight his way up through the league. And now he's been able to steadily stay in the league. Mm-hmm. And now you got a goof like Kenyon Martin who's just angry at the fucking world. And he's in the league anymore. No, you're not in the league. And you really don't. You shouldn't be using the platform that you have to attack somebody who never said nothing about you. Yeah. How many people out there right now you can scroll through social media have fucking dreads? Are you attacking them? You're not saying nothing to them. You're not talking nothing about them or no shit about them. And don't tell me it's not because they're black or it's not because they're white. It has nothing to do with that. It's just because you want to pick the easiest target that's currently there for you to target. Yeah. And Jeremy Lin just hit him with some truth, man. I like that, man. Mind your fucking business. He took the educated path. Just Yo, mind just, your business. Oh, yeah, just my, leave Back up. Back leave, up. Leave me just alone, mind man. Mind your business. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I guarantee you Kenyon Martin didn't expect that. He probably expected him to pussyfoot around the idea. Absolutely. He wasn't going to say anything. And Jeremy Lin we, did the right thing. Throw a little apology out there. You know what's yeah, funny? Man. Stand up He's for yourself, man. Because Kenyon Martin ain't shit, man. Throw a little hush up there. Like... Fuck this. Oh, I'm sick. One of these to your lips. Oh, yeah, I just hit him right on the tip. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, no, I, I, I've never like, I've ne- I, you know, he's a great rebounder. Yeah. He had that aggression. But I always feel like, don't matter, and we talked about it several times, you know, in a couple of the other shows. I don't like when players are good, but they got that fucking arrogance. Yeah. And he was never that good. And now that you're out of the NBA, you shouldn't even be talking about shit pertaining to the NBA. Yeah. You're not on a show. You're not on a network. Man, tweet. Fucking that shit. Like, that's a waste of time. You, you must have better things to do. Apparently not, man. You know, like, you don't have a family or kids you should be attending to, but you're on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Stay the fuck off that shit, man. I, don't, I just personally don't like that. And I like the fact that Jeremy Lin stood up to him. Because yeah. I don't think, I really don't think Kenya Martin expected that. Yeah. 
I think he expected him to push. I, I think his, his response was exactly the same way Leroy handled that. And I love that shit, man. I love yeah. it. I love an intellectual response to a stupid, a stupid comment. Because yeah. this makes it makes people look so dumb, man. Cool. And you know what? As, as I'm talking about stupid comments, last week I got a lot of uh, a lot of hate mail <laughs> pertaining to my DeRozan comments that he's 35th in the league and that Iguodala is better than him right now. I went to the barbershop with it, talked to the barbers at. And they kind of they kind of put me in check. They said they could see where I'm coming from. Yeah. I talked to my homegirl Jazz today. She told me she could see where I'm coming from too. Other people were just blatant with it. It's like you're stupid. And that's cool. <laughs> you're free to your opinion. So what I did, I'm like, yo. That's it. I'm like, let me Bebo. just. I'm like, yo, let me just write this down and see if I can prove my point. So I'm like, let me see if I can write 35 people that are better than him. Bro, tell me how I only got to 22. And then DeRozan's name popped up. Do you have that list? I got the list, man. Let me see that. Give me that. Let, let me, me see. Uh, let me read it out. So all right, read it out. So I got, and this is in no particular order, okay? All right. Okay, we got uh, Bron Bron. Of course. The Beard. CP3. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Kawhi Leonard. Cat. Uh, Westbrook. Paul. Uh, Carmelo Anthony. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, Anthony Davis. Boogie. Wall. The Unicorn. Clay Hold Thompson. Hold on, the Unicorn. Uh, Porzingis. Oh, I don't agree with that one. Well, I mean, it's neither here or there. I I agree. With the first no, that, that's fine. That's fine. Carry on. Carry on. Clay, Steph, uh, Draymond, Marcus, Saul, uh, Greek Freak. Uh, I put Lowry up in there. Uh, who else did I get? I, I I left it there, but I was twenty. I was twenty one. I'm left at, and then I put his name in. You know what? I'll give you that though. I like I said when we talked about it on last week's show. Mm-hmm. I said twenty five. Mm-hmm. I said twenty five. You're like no, nah, he's like thirty five. So I'm okay with 22. I'll take 22 because all those players that you just named yeah. are phenomenal athletes. Yeah. And the Greek freak, like I've been watching some of the pre uh, preseason games. He he's got that jumper down now. So he's, no, he's and sick. he looks like he bulked up and yeah. shit too, man. So he's he's definitely above DeRozan and his potential. He's got uh, a higher ceiling right now. Yeah, his ceiling is he's got no ceiling, man. He's going right to the fucking sky. Yeah. Like he's he's gonna be a dangerous player. Um, and he you saw that last year without a jumper. Yeah. Like he was he's not the greatest shooter and it will take him some time. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with 22. So, I would say 21, though, if Lowry's in front of him. That, that's just my take. Yeah, I mean, that's neither here or there. I want to say, listen, man. When I make a mistake or I have to backtrack on something, I'm okay with saying I'm sorry. I'm okay with saying I'm wrong. DeRozan, I was wrong, bro. Good luck this year. <laughs> you know, do your thing, playboy. I'm glad you stayed in here. You didn't go to L.A. because I didn't want you in L.A. But that's besides the point. <laughs> listen, man. Do your thing in Toronto. You got this, bro. I think you're sick. You have a great mid-range game. You maybe you should work a little bit on your defense. But who am I to say? I'm not guarding LeBron, right? That's it. So whatever, man. But I thought I had to like come back to that because people are really hitting me up. Like, dude, what is wrong with you? My bar manager, bro. My Yo, bar the manager funny thing was on, <laughs> on the feed. Yeah. Somebody actually, when we were talking about it, I saw from like the corner of my eye, mm-hmm. somebody was like, nah, I agree with you, Brad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Devo, I, man. I, I saw that too. Yeah. I think I saw that too. I thought he was talking about me. I'm like, oh, okay, some, <laughs> someone's there. No, man. They, they, everyone's with Debo, man. Not fucking, no one was fucking with it, man. And <laughs> that's cool. You, you, you have your own opinion. That's great. Well, I think that's the biggest thing about it, though, too. It's all opinion-based. Yeah. You're going to have your favorite players. I'm going to have my favorite players. We're all going to um, – you're going to be able to fire off some, you know, statistics that are going to be relevant to the point you're trying to make. I'm just going to look at it the same way. So it, that's the great thing about sports. It's always going to be an ongoing debate because from game to game, that debate could be altered, right? He could have a good game. Debo could have a bad game. And now we're back at this conversation. And now where's that game going to go? Where are those stats going to go it's from there? It's so funny how we talk about that because, listen – the kind of parody I'm seeing right now in the in the NFL, 
is fucking crazy, bro. Teams that were considered the Don last week turn around this week and look flop shows. Yep. It's crazy to me, man. We do, it's, this is why I believe the NFL is the second best sport in the world behind yeah. the real football. The real football they play with their foot. You know, it yeah, yeah, money, yeah. everyone loves it. You know, go Chelsea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like, you know, Detroit look like world beaters, man. If not for like a couple seconds, they would be 4 0. You know what I mean? No, 4 and 1. Well, 4 0. No, 4 and 1, bro. That was their only loss. Their second loss was today. Oh, okay. Because no, when I was on when I was it, on uh, the was, app, it was a, what's it called? A, a time runoff. Oh, they were really? on, they were in the end zone, but they they ran a time off. Okay. And they didn't call a touchdown. And oh. then they, 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 they got Cam handled their business day. Cam had 355 yards today, three touchdowns. Passing, he was doing the Kobe ball out after making a stupid <laughs> comment because you know when Kobe had those those uh, those rape allegations floating around, the guy was balling out like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man, you got to get your <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> yeah, you got to get your value back up, man. But. So yeah, man, it, it's crazy that how much parity there is and. I kind of expected some parity in the UFC this weekend too, but you know what? Everything that I thought was gonna happen ended up happening. Dimitri Johnson, yo, Mighty Mouse is the fucking goat, dude. I don't care what anybody says, weight I class, agree. whatever. I have never seen somebody take somebody's back while he's taking his back and throwing him on the ground, grabs his arm into an armbar so fluidly it looked like fucking poetry, bro. If he was Nas, that would be like fucking ether. But you that see my video last night I posted. I was like. <laughs> I was like, yo, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, yo, I never seen anything. I've been yo, watching mixed martial arts for my entire fucking life, yeah, and I've never seen a guy literally get better. This guy is literally getting better every time, even in the scrambles or the transitions. Ray Borg had nothing for him. No, he got him a few times. He got him down, like he was roughing him up a little bit, like in the clinch and stuff. But Demetrius Johnson is that type of dude. Like, yo, I feel like don't even open your mouth, don't even challenge him. He's literally a quiet assassin. He's a quiet assassin, and he could have he could have literally gave that fight up and said, "Look, I'm just gonna let the time run out. I'm gonna win my belt. I've dominated this fight." He outstruck him, one twenty six to thirteen. That's disgusting. One twenty six, guys. If yo, just listen to what I'm telling you. One twenty six to thirteen. Ray Borg had the lowest output in a championship fight. Five rounds. Over him five 13 rounds. Times. He hit him significantly 13 times in five rounds. That's fucked, man. I've never seen that in my life, man. That's like three he and a half punches around. He made me want to go train mixed martial arts. <laughs> Dude, and you, you, I don't want anybody touching my face. Oh, so man. That, 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 that says volumes about the way I feel about this guy, man. I agree. Hands time. down, the fucking greatest of all time. To beat that it's, record it's like literally, that. It's literally carved in stone. Nobody will ever yeah. be better than DJ. And you're talking about a guy who technically is... is the picture perfect fighter. Yeah. In mixed martial arts. Clean as a whistle, clean. dude. So and clean. When they interviewed him after the fight, it was great. He's like, Joe, I think I can't remember exactly what Joe said to him, but Joe said, you know, like, what was the 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 plan for the fight? And he's like, yo, Ray Borg said my scramble was shit. He's like, I bet he thinks differently now. Absolutely. And literally, every time Ray Borg tried to get up, literally, DJ right was in the mount. Right, right back on the I ass, could man. not believe I literally was Right here, yeah, and I was literally on my feet the whole time. I couldn't fucking sit down. Yeah, I would. My hands were like clammy and shit because I didn't like. It's I like, know it's like we have to have some stock in it. In well, the, no, that, but remember I told you like I we we kind of bet right, uh, and yeah, yeah. the Tony Ferguson fight I won. You call, you call I called that exactly. Too. You know how much money you would have made if you called that third round and bet on it? No, I don't even know. It's five point five to one for you to call that round. Oh my lord! So you, I gotta start fucking betting, bro. You like, made, like money quick, wise, quick hundred on that easy. Just put a little twenty shot on that one time. Oh yo. I got the DJ fight though too, because yeah. oh, he won in the two? fifth. You got the round as well. No, no. I said fifth round, but I said decision. Oh, okay, okay. He won by uh, submission, mm-hmm. 
And then the the fucking Derek Lewis for Fabrizio Verdun fight was a waste because Derek Lewis I didn't even fight. I knew Fabrizio was gonna just. Rock well, when I saw the guy, I, I look up at the screen. I'm thinking, where the fuck is Derek Lewis? Where's the black beast? Yo, I, I look up and I see a beast, but it's not Derek Lewis. I had my bet ready. I had my bets ready. I'm like, yo, my bets look solid today. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm like, okay, this is one. I won this. I won this. Void. Why is this void? I just saw the weigh-ins yesterday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He weighed in at 263. He apparently had an illness going into the fight. They, they pulled him. That's fucked, man. It's messed up. Man. It was disappointing because that was that would have been the first time. That I literally got every fight right. Yeah. If he had a one, and I would have been off by just how I called the end of the fight. Yeah. That would have been the fucking closest I've ever got. And I talked about it on my own show. I'm like, man, this is gonna be the pay per view where I fucking nail it. But we gotta go. We gotta go in on UFC yeah, uh, 217. Next, that's uh, GSP. Yeah. Let's do that. Cause I want. I'm gonna do the live show. Listen, I'm gonna do the live show dude. here. I need to talk to you about this Tony Ferguson dude, man. He this sucks. guy. I hate him. He's the truth in there, but the way he talks. He doesn't sound like real. He doesn't sound real at all. You know when you hear from Conor, and I'm, I'm a Conor stan. I love Conor McGregor. He's no, I know. Dude. I know. You know I love Conor McGregor. Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen, this guy's like, oh, Conor hasn't like said my name once and all this time. Go. Conor is the king. Conor is the lion. He doesn't have to roar at you. You're you're a hyena, bro. You're a hyena. You want, you want this belt? You come come try to take my belt, bro. I like that. I like I that. You just have to come. No, you don't see any. You don't see anybody at the top of the food chain. LeBron isn't going to holler at, you know, uh, Lonzo Ball, like, listen, you can't come up to this dude. That's not true, though. He did. He made fun. He of addressed him. him. He, he gave up. He addressed him. He, 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 he addressed Lavar, and he gave Lonzo he gave a, a light tap. Yeah, a light tap by just giving a little subliminal, like I'm doing the fake shot with the ugly shot. But yo, he doesn't have to do that. The king doesn't have to do anything. And what does Connor do in this machine? The money does not flow. No, I I and agree with that. My first my first thing I wrote when I saw that 24 the Ferguson the win, I'm like, listen, man. Connor better go somewhere and run and hide or get better. I don't even think that way anymore. I think Connor has <clears throat> got to get focused and beat this dude because, you know, he's very well-rounded. I'll give him that, man. Eddie Bravo is a really good jiu-jitsu specialist. But jiu-jitsu is, is not the, the big picture. And my problem with Tony Ferguson is yeah. what I watched last night yeah. was a sloppy fight against an, a well-conditioned Nox. athlete Nox. but not, not familiar with the position he was put in. Yeah. Kevin Lee is a, an amazing fighter. He's an amazing talent. He's in great fucking shape. But the reality is, one, I think he walked into the fight with a staph infection because even Joe commented on oh, it. Yeah, he had, yeah, 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 he had something on his chest that wasn't there the day before. Yeah, he was targeting it too. Yeah, so, so Tony Ferguson looked very bad. I don't care what anybody says. He looked very bad against Kevin Lee. And Kevin Lee gassed out. Yeah. He gassed out. So there's no pop on his shot. I think they're, they're expecting Conor to do the same thing, and that's not necessarily going to happen, man. But Tony Ferguson's a right-handed fighter, and you yeah. saw how his hands are down, and he's doing that stupid, awkward movement and shit. Conor will ding him with that left hand day after day after day. Yeah. And Conor has a piston of a left hand, and he's very precise. Yeah. So if Tony Ferguson's going to talk shit to sell the fight, I hope that it's, you know, there's more. I hope he's training. I hope he's taking the fight serious. Because Conor, as much shit as he talks, and like I said, you're a big Conor fan. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm I love fan. I love his brash nature no, and the way that he approaches shit. I love him. But I really think that Tony Ferguson's out of his league. I yeah. do. I, I, I think it's a bad fight to make right now. I think Ferguson needs to defend that belt. Yeah. And prove, not against the Kevin Lee, because Kevin Lee technically is number seven in the division. Yeah. So where's number two or three? True. Give me number two or three. Give that guy to Tony Ferguson yeah, and see, see if he... You don't go from seven to one. Yeah. That don't make no sense. No, no, no. Where's Khabib? Where's true. all these other guys? There's I a lot of guys that I don't think Tony Ferguson could beat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little story first uh, and then talk about how, how they're all throwing shade at, at, at Conor while he's not there. Listen, man. 
I'm such a big Connor fan. I went on drinking Thursday, all right? <laughs> I'm there drinking. I went to two bars. I went bar hopping, whatever. A couple, yeah, yeah. A couple friends of mine. It was, it was a going away party, whatever. So it's, yeah. I'm at the bar, and I'm, I'm, I'm twisted. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I usually ghost. Don't say bye to anybody. Just leave. Yeah. So I'm doing my ghost thing. I'm just slipping out. Yeah. Kind of close my mouth, close my eyes, and fade into the darkness. That's it. I get on the bus. And I'm passing on the bus, bro. And for most people, it's dangerous. No, for me, I don't really, I don't really, I know. For some reason, my body knows when my stop is coming. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I'm. That's just seat. years of repetition, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this I wait. You know, you you doze off and you kind of open your eyes. I open my eyes and this girl's like standing like right there. Like she she looked like she was about to come sit there. Was she sweet? She was. Uh, you take her if home. I, if I let me get to the story, dude. <laughs> if I was if I was gonna be. If I was going to be honest, she was probably like a hard four out of ten. That's honest. Yeah. So What's she, a hard four mean though? Like, like give four. me a reference. If you, if so you, the, if I was to give you a ten, in my, do you know Monica Bellucci? Absolutely not. Okay, you know you seen the Matrix too. Okay, uh, Selma Hayek. She, you know Selma Hayek. Oh, Selma Hayek is a hard ten for me. Oh, for me personally, she's beautiful. She's a ten. Or um, what's her name? Uh, Megan Fox. Megan, no, Megan Good. Megan Good's a hard ten for me. Megan Good is. Uh, You're black. talking about the 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 black girl, right? Yeah, short hair, bad yeah, breath. She... <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's what I'm saying. Like, so that goes from like a hard ten to like an, a light four. Yeah, I mean, she might go. She might go down a little. But all she needs to do is brush her teeth. It's a, it, that's no, cosmetic. but if you're spitting fire. <laughs> like that's that's too much. I don't know, man. Bad breath is like bad breath game, is. You got that Game of Thrones breath. Yeah, <laughs> like bad breath is is hard to get past. But yeah, that's my skill. But that's celebrity skill. I, in day to day, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what girl I would say is that. Well, it'd be hard because you'd have to actually call somebody. Just name I'm not, yeah. I'm not about to give anybody that. Nameless. Guy. Everybody remains yeah, nameless everyone, on this show. No one can get that. No one gets no. that piece of that piece of information. But it's just probably a hard for. Okay. Whatever. Like it's that just says she's not for me. She might mm-hmm. be attentive to somebody else. She's not for me. Yeah. I open my eyes and she just stops. Mm-hmm. And I look up at her and she look. At, I'm like, hello. <laughs> Yo, I like, like that response though. Like, Hello, <laughs> and she's like, "Hi," and I'm like, "Hey," and she's like, "I'm I, listen, man. I will not tell lies on myself, okay?" She says, "I think you're very good looking." Nice. And I'm like, "I'm feeling nice about myself." Why not, she, man? She begins. She goes and sits down in the little seat over there in front of me. Like I'm always in the back corner because if I'm sleeping. Back I want nobody behind me doing anything. I yeah. want to be able to survey the whole scene, right? Fair enough. If the fight's going to break out, I want to be able to handle myself appropriately. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, whatever, and I'm still dozing in and out. And I come back up again. And this girl, is, she's like this, bro. Like, turned around <laughs> looking. And like deadpan, like staring at me, bro. And I'm like, I, I'm kind of like doing the blushing thing. You can't see me blush. Yeah. I give her a little dimple one time and I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yo, tell me how I walked out of that bus at my stop. I left her. I, didn't, I don't usually, I don't take randoms, randos home. Like I said, I don't like people's outside clothes in my bed. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, you made that very clear. <laughs> Yo, tell me how I'm walking out like Connor walking home like this. <laughs> Bro, I'm just strutting like, like, like it's nobody's business. I get home, I feel like nice. I rope a little ting and it's chill. Yo. It was it was unbelievable. That's that's how Connor has affected my personality because that would that shit wouldn't happen before. Between that, I don't know. I don't think that's fair to say. I think you probably had a moment or nah, two. I feel good, and I do. But walk home with this kind of swagger stance, gorilla stance, like yeah. I'm gonna tell you, I had that walk before Connor came with that. Word. I had that walk. <laughs> I had that walk. Just Connor made it popular. Oh, you made it hugely popular, man. Especially with they got those commercials. With dudes yeah, doing man, that commercials. With, with that suit, I can't pull that suit off. Yo. 
I tell you right now. Like the the print that you have on your hat, picture that in a suit. Picture that on me. That's a bad look, bro. That's a bad fucking look. That would be a bad look even on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a bad fucking look for me, man. There's no amount of abs that's going to make this suit look good. Never. No, exactly. My mom gave me a double take today at Thanksgiving dinner when we were on the side. (laughs) My nieces looked at me like, Uncle Mark, what's up? I'm like, what do you mean, what's up? This is fashionable. What are you talking about? You're trying to throw shade at your uncle? Like, sit somewhere. You can't even get in this dance contest right now, eh? <laughs> I saw that, too. That was that was, that was good stuff. Yo, yo, man. Connor is Connor is the truth. So, I think it's very funny that all these dudes who consistently try to, like, say he can't topple this challenge, he can't topple that challenge, he can't topple this. Yo, Jose Aldo. Uh, Eddie. Bum, Alvarez. Bum Eddie. Eddie. Uh, <laughs> Bum Eddie. <laughs> yo, um... Little Chad Mendes. Mm. He constantly, these people constantly just keep doubting this dude. Even your boy, the the the, the fake ass of Mike Posner. Oh, dude. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Even him talking all this shit. Yeah, he, you know what, he got right? what he deserved. But I, I like Dustin Poirier just from like a skill set perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of like, you know, because he's one of those old school guys. It's like you conduct yourself. This is the sport. We all respect each other. And I think that's okay to some degree. But at the end of the day, this is a business. You got to sell the product. And yeah. Connor is a product. He's a brand. Yourself, and he's a man. talent. Yeah. And he's he's literally been the best self-promoter of mixed martial arts. And he, whether people want to believe it or not, Connor is the reason why there is so much hype around that division and so much yeah, hype around absolutely. these fights that generally if Connor was a quiet reserve guy, there would be no pay-per-view fights for Connor. Nobody wants to watch a guy come in there who's just going to be quiet and be like, yeah, I respect my opponent, man. He's, he's a really good guy. I can't guy, wait to get in there and mix it up guy, with him. It's not going to work. One guy, GSP did that. Yeah, but you know what? I watched I watched the fucking fights. promo for 217 today, yeah. and it's the same thing. GSP's like, I'm going to come back a better fighter. You know, the, the, the same fucking run. Shit's gone now, though. Yeah, shit's gone. I don't want to hear that for four more weeks. Come you, with some good shit. Listen, Tell me you're going to slap the shit out of this guy. Like, you, sell the fight. You can't you can't come with that polite shit now after we had John Jones and Dick Pills and Conor, Conor McGregor on... Uh, Mega, mega Montana bravado, bro. Exactly. You gotta come with something different. Like, he went to boxing and made $100 million and came back. Came back. Like, <laughs> so, you guys gotta come with something. Like, yo, I just, I just made a quick $100 mil right now. What's up? Exactly. None of you guys are making the kind of money I'm making. You wanna come talk to me? I'm the king. I agree. I wish I could do, a, I wish I could do an Irish accent right now, bro. I, would be, I can, but I'm not comfortable enough. <laughs> you said you were gonna rock some accents today. I did. I, I might have said the I might have spoke too soon, but you rock the accents. I'll butcher the names, man. What I can't. I can't do the accents because of the live feed. If I if there was no live feed, and I know they couldn't associate no, the awful. Watching, man. No, but you, it, it doesn't matter. I'm lying. There's people watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get butchered like you got butchered for beating on my man Debo. I don't want to get butchered from awful Listen, impressions. Man, sometimes you just have to. Put hang it by out the seat there. Of your pants, man. Just That's put it all it. out there. You know what I, I mean? am hanging by the seat of my pants. This chair is too fucking small. Yo, Sitting right on the fucking edge. How was it that every dude from the real husbands of Hollywood is getting hemmed up right now? Yo, we had the boy Robin Thicke. I mean, she and his, his wife. She left him. I he tried to beg back for her. Stupid as shit, bro. And she was fuck. She, well, she wasn't. It wasn't that she was. She's a hard nine. In celebrity scale, for me personally, she can have a little more boom. I don't know, man. You know what? That's the only reason why I continuously watch Mission Impossible. Yeah, she's in it. She looks nice she in that movie. Nice, nice. very but, attractive, very, very beautiful woman. He got hemmed up on that. Okay, mm-hmm. you got Kevin Hart hemmed up twice. Yeah, he even had his ex-wife in the show, and yeah. now you have Nelly being accused of rape, being a rapist. And what's really, the, I didn't even hear about that. No, Nelly got accused of being a rapist on Saturday. Wow. And. 
he they showed some clips, some weird fucking clips. He's going on tours and he's having these girls come up on stage. And when I say girls, I don't mean like women who like he could actually do something with. I mean little kids. And he's twisting up their hair like he's fucking R. Kelly and like laughing. And t- yeah, like, I don't know. What is wrong with you? Yeah, that's weird stuff, man. So now he's got these allegations. And he's like, these guys get these allegations and they put these fucking weirdo tweets. Like, they're so obscure. Like, dude, like, just don't say anything if you're going to make yourself look stupider. I'm wondering myself after I'm looking at this today. I'm like, are they going to they're gonna hit my boy JB Smooth up next and the Boris Kujo? <laughs> like, what's going on with these real husbands? Like, how are these celebrities just fucking up all the time, man? But I don't know, man. I, I, I've always said to myself, I don't know why anybody in Hollywood gets married or anybody in, in, in that type of high-profile lifestyle gets married because they're going to do something wrong. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, I, I'm not that gifted. I don't know what it's like to be surrounded by women crowding you every day and saying, oh, my God, I want you, I want you, blah, blah, blah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have that kind of money. I don't have that type of status in this world. But I feel like I can't really criticize them because I'm not in that position. But if I'm talking just general... I don't understand it. Yeah. Either you take, you know, this buttload of pussy and you do whatever you want with it, or you marry a woman and you commit to it. I don't really understand how hard it is to say no. You know what? It's this, I think it's the... So, like I said, I don't have to. both perspectives because, like I said, I've never been a hot ticket like that. People don't <laughs> line up. Ticket. People don't line up to get a look at me or get, a, you know, get, get me. So, I, you know, I don't want to sound completely ignorant. Yeah. But I also have been in multiple long-term relationships and it's not like I haven't been hit on or haven't been asked the question. So I do know what it is to say no. Yeah. So I just have two mild takes on it, right? I don't want to criticize them too much because I don't know. But at the same time, as a man, I don't feel like, yeah. like you should be that easily tempted because let's be honest. I think, a, I think it's a whole different type of temptation. Probably. I see, I see dudes that are just like on like my level. Just like just a regular dude working day to day in the service industry, or whatever. Yeah. And they resort to their baser needs all the time, bro. It's like whatever. Like they just they're all up in it. Like that's what they do. Yeah. Like, they want to have a cake and eat too. They'd be fucking around all the time. They they'd be fucking around the night before, get get together with the girlfriend the next day and fuck her. I'm like, dude. I like, don't know, man. How can you? How can you? Like right in here, like right under this part here. Will be killing me, right? I'd be like, damn, I feel so bad. I feel like you feel like you have dirty dick, you know, you don't want to do nothing. Like, it's there's so much reper- like repercussions that could happen from uh, just uh, on my level. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I don't have millions of dollars. I don't even have women throwing pussy at me. It's not, I'm not Eddie Murphy <laughs> where it's just falling in my pocket. Like, oh, excuse me, that's mine. No, exactly. none of that's happening with me. So I don't. I understand that they have a lot more coming at them. But if that's the case, and you want to eat your cake and you want to. Ha- which is a stupid saying, man. Of course you want to have your cake and eat it, too. I, I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent right now. I think it's the dumbest thing ever. What's that? Have your cake and eat it, too. Of course you want to have your cake and eat it, too. What the fuck is the purpose of the cake? If you have a cake and you bake a cake and it's delicious and you're looking at it and it's fucking delicious, why wouldn't you eat it? I'm going to eat it. So what's the purpose of, of not having it? I think that's the same kind of mentality they think, though. They're like, okay, well, obviously I want to, I want to eat the cake. I have the cake. So what the fuck? So I think that's what the, where their level, what their level's at. Why do you think it like that? You, you stopped up there? No, I think it went off. Damn. Yeah, I think it went off, but it's okay. We're gonna... I don't know, man. Dude's cheating is fucking hilarious to me, man. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it, bro. I think, I think girls are way funnier at cheating because they're so calculated with it. And I think it, it's, something, <laughs> it's something that they think about 
prior to doing it, they're, just, they're so calculated. They're sneaky as fuck, man. You have to be on your ones and twos to catch that shit. So, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy to me how these dudes are getting hemmed up in that industry. It's just a continuous thing, though. It's, it keeps on happening. Like, all these circumstances with these people getting into shit with their women, yeah. whether it's them with with men or transvestites or other women or whatever have you. You know what I mean? It's like... Well, like, I, you know what? Sorry, guys, I'm back. I left for a minute. Uh, but, you know, on this topic, I... It's weird. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I get, you know, people want the best of both worlds, right? But there's also... There's also two sides to that. Like, if I'm talking from a male's perspective, if I cheat, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say I cheat. I'm a fucking cocksucker. I go out there, tell my girlfriend, yeah, I'm home. I'm doing nothing. Meanwhile, I'm out there going cookie monster between them thighs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, how am I going to feel if she does that to me? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to feel? Oh, my God. I'm not going to feel right. I'm going to feel hurt. I'm going to feel fucking all sad. It's like, so I, that's my whole thought process is like, I'm not going to do anything to anybody in his lifetime that I'm not going to want done to me. And I know that that's going to be hard for anybody to realistically believe, but that's exactly how I am. And I would never hurt somebody that I think could do the same thing to me. And I know how it would make me feel. Yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm a Pisces. I'm extremely sensitive to it, man. So, like, and I have no problem sharing that. I don't give a fuck what anybody nah, says. Nah, fuck. I am too, man. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some hardcore dude yeah, and I'm shit's not, not going to bother I'm me. On that, man. Fuck so, that. I'm never going to do something that's gonna that I wouldn't want done to me. Mm-hmm. Personally. Yeah. So I tried my I just told my boy this morning I'm like yo <laughs> nothing good happens between the hours of 1:30 and 4 a.m. So if I, if I'm out with my boys mm-hmm. last night I was out with my boys okay? yeah 12 I don't mind even dating anybody 12:30 mm-hmm. hits I ghosted I'm like there's nothing there's nothing more for me to do with this there's nothing more that's gonna add to this night that's gonna benefit me mm-hmm. so if I take a random home I'm gonna be worrying about like is she gonna steal some shit from my house or is she going to wear out? So I close my eyes. <laughs> at some point in time, we've really got to address that. Because technically, if you're taking a random home, yeah, her outside clothes are going to fall at the bedside. What? So Possibly. I guess possibly? Was, what do you mean? You, you keep layers on? I went too explicit. But yo. Shit, fair enough. Fair shit, enough. Shit, shit happens. But you, know, okay. you never know. You never. Like I said. No so, clothes, no clothes, and like, like no wrote, clothes in Pepper's living room. Like I wrote in my article, you know, some girls like to be bit and the hair pulled, and some like yeah, to be made out too. So you never, you know, know. What we'll call them, we'll call them sexual extremists. That's it. That works perfectly, man. That's that's perfect. I and I don't do that. You, but, no, my, my boy told me one time he's like, "Yo, I'm having sex with this girl, and she tried to choke me." I'm like, "No." Don't do that. I don't like that. Oh, no, buddy. I would have returned a choke. I started fucking laughing. He's like, I don't, I don't want this. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're my dude, man. I love that about you because you know what? In that moment, I don't I don't even know if I had the fortitude to do that. Just slap it away. Do some shit. I'd just be worried about not going. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, and, and I'm not going to name the person because I don't know if, if they listen. But irregardless, a long-time friend. And I just find it to be one of the, the funniest stories that I personally heard. You know, he was with a, a girl. They were together. They were doing the thing, I guess, fooling around or whatever, wherever they're doing it in the car or whatever. And all of a sudden, the topic came up about, you know, do you like to go in the back door? And he just, he he politely asked her to leave his car. What? Yeah, dude. He wasn't having that. I think it's, I don't know. I think it's more a young man thing. Because I told my boy about this. I was fucking my boy at work. No, I don't know, man. I'm so, some, some of them older oh, dudes. Do you down with that? Yeah, I don't some know, older dudes. I was telling him a story about the whole booty thing from the last podcast. Yeah. He's like, so? 
I'm like, just so blatantly like that. Like, so? so? I'm like, yo, I'm not saying that whether you, you're for or against is none of my business, dude. Do what you want to do. Exactly. But he was like, what's wrong with you? You don't do that? Like, that's what he was <laughs> implying with his soul. Yeah, I'm 100%. Like, Listen, man. If you want to... Do the Janae Aiko and eat the booty like groceries. It's all on Yeah, dude, what does that reference mean? Is is he talking like to a... a, a, No, there's... In that song... No, there's one song that Dodo Marion has. That's it, man. No, he's like... um, I like my women like I like my chicken. What the fuck is he talking about? I don't know. Crispy? I thought it was talking about the dark meat. I like... I don't know. Because chicken has dark meat, right? You you, you have to to be more particular when you're talking about that shit. Because to me, I I only like chicken breasts under white. There's a lot of... (laughs) There's no brown meat on chicken breast. For you, See, for me, I love chicken legs. Oh, okay. I'm a leg man, but in actuality, in in real life, I'm a breast man. Oh, okay. Fair enough. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. But there's different variations of chicken. I I just came from Thanksgiving dinner. We had jerk chicken. We had cooked chicken. We had barbecue chicken. <laughs> like but yet, yet you show, yet you show up here empty-handed? Man, I was here. <laughs> you show up here empty-handed. As soon as you say jerk chicken, you're already about to guess. You're already, I'm about to rip on you regardless. I was going to bring you a plate, but my my sister and my brother were there, and my sister and my brother eat quite a bit. So I told my mom, Yo, I'm going back, put a little something, something on the side for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's actually funny. When I was when I was leaving work today, yeah. uh, I was talking to a couple of people, just wishing them you know, happy Thanksgiving. You yeah. know, enjoy your day off or whatever. And somebody was saying to me that their um their parents make this like interesting stuffing, like because my mom makes good homemade dressing. Yeah, I, the food was great today. I loved it, man. I just couldn't eat enough because when I got there, I was coming from work, dude. I hadn't eaten since nine o'clock last night. I devoured two jerk chicken it's sandwiches nine here. Nine o'clock? What's wrong with you, man? Yo, dude, man. Oh man, this belly jelly's gotta go, son. I'm Yo, telling man, you. Gonna help it. No, exactly. I know, you but smaller meals at more faster. It doesn't more. work that way, dude. I'm too busy chasing thieves. I can't do that, but but on a Batman diet. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but either way, no. So you know, she's like to me, yeah, you know what? Um, you know, we're gonna do some bacon. Like they were telling me how they're gonna do bacon and all the stuff, and and how they make like their stuffing with like like pulled pork or like a sausage or whatever. I was like, yo, man, you gotta bring that in. I gotta try because I've never tried dressing like that, yeah. right? So I'm hoping that you know it's not another pepper situation. You you got jerk chicken at the table, and you come you come to come to the spot and you don't you don't bring none so i'm hoping <laughs> that their word is their word is better than i hope they're gonna you know keep their word Listen, and, man, and bring me some food i'll, I'll, you I'll some tell food. you what i'll turn down i'll, I'll turn down food. a lot of things yeah. i'll turn down alcohol i'll turn down drugs i'll even you know turn down some other shit yeah. but i don't turn down food especially when it's free i don't turn down food Yo, man i'm looking to get some of that food right now before my sisters my sisters and my brother devour that right quick right now. <laughs> so on that note let me just Another great episode, man. Absolutely. Thank y'all for joining in today. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yo, hats off. I don't know if it's going to be on Facebook next week, so subscribe to iTunes. Yes. Um, and subscribe at SoundCloud. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, man. What is at? Uh, the Realist Ogden. Cool. And then, you know, you can find me at Gentleman's Guidebook or my personal one at CDQ. At CDQUE. That's it. Also, make sure you guys tune in every Monday and Thursday, man. I'm going to start to do uh, my own personal podcast. I'm going to do that live to test that out. You know, we're going to try different things with that as well. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that and and just keep tuning in, man. We're going to, it's going to get better. It's going to get more entertaining. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) It's your boy. (laughs) All right, guys. All right, peace. Until next week. Out.